0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm very excited. Today we have another amazing entrepreneur on and we're going to talk about something that I'm really passionate about that he's also really passionate about as well. His name is Ben and he is calling in all the way from Australia and the business is called Youth in Business. Ben, thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks Chris. I appreciate being able to be here and help as many people as we can. So. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Why don't you tell everybody out there what youth in business is, what you all do, who you help and all that great stuff. Youth in business is basically just to teach kids how to start a
1: business before they finish high school. The whole point is to teach them the skill set of an entrepreneur. Now that is to basically teach them the ability to turn their ideas into money. If you think about it, like if you look at Richard Branson, Elon Musk or Robert Kiyosaki or someone like that, if they all went bankrupt tomorrow, how long do you think it would be before they're a marina? again Again, and the answer to that is usually like a week, a month, whatever time period you pick, it's going to be quite short. And that's because they literally have that ability to be able to turn their ideas into money. And that's what you learn as a business owner. If you talk to a successful business owner who's doing six, seven figures or more, they've got other opportunities and stuff that they're looking at, and they may not have time for them all. Right. And that's the skill set that we want to teach kids. And now to do that, to, Become that level of skill set entrepreneur. You do need to learn the skills of a business owner, and I think basically there's no great place for kids to go out there and learn the skills of a business owner. You're not really taught it, and that's probably why eight or nine out of ten businesses fail within the first three to five years. It's because when you go to school, you are pretty much just taught how to be join the rat race and swap your time for dollars, rather than become an entrepreneur and create and help and serve and get paid for the value that you bring to the market and. Even if kids never became millionaires or never became like massive business owners or whatever, if they learned the skill of a business, they'd become a better employee, even if they did go to college or university or anything like that. So that's what we do. Yeah. Our whole thing is we want to empower as many kids as we can and open them to a bright future in business. We've had kids do six and seven figures. We have a 1K club for kids who do over $1,000 a month. We have a 10K club for kids who do over $10,000 a month. We've had kids buy houses before they're 18. And even one of our students has written a book on how I made more money than my principal. So it's definitely something we've been doing for a while. And yeah, the results speak for themselves. But we want to just get the message out there to help as many kids as we can and open their minds to a future business.
0: I absolutely love that. I started my first business in my mid twenties. I always had that entrepreneurial bend, doing lemonade stands, shoveling driveways, mowing lawns, all that kind of stuff. But when I got into business for myself, I knew how to do the work inside the business. But I knew nothing about running a business, growing a business, operating, any of that stuff. And looking back, if somebody had been there to show me even a little bit of this stuff, I feel like I would have been miles and miles ahead of where I ended up. So it's absolutely amazing that you're doing it. Something that I really love, too, is helping kids to, like you said, to get out of the rat race. Because there's so much more you can offer to people as an entrepreneur, I feel like than an employee lots of times. Now, how long have you been doing this and how many kids have you had through the program?
1: Oh, man. So we started when my son was six or seven or something and he's now like 15 so seven eight years basically we started off and my son Trent he wanted to get pocket money and I was like I don't really like the concept of just giving you something for nothing right I was like why don't we start a little business and I grew up on a farm the concept of working growing things and selling it was not lost on me and uh, he was a kid who had those things where the hair grows out of them with plants you've seeds or whatever and you water it and the hair grows out of the stocking he was quite into that And I, he just got some money from his grandma and I said hey okay, man why don't we like grow a little herb garden and you can go door knocking down the street, knock on doors and try and sell your herbs. And uh, he was a really shy kid and I've got four kids, right? But he was particularly shy. When you go meet new people, you be like, hey, this is my son, Trent. And he looks at the ground, couldn't look at people and all of that. So I was like, door knocking is going to be the exact thing that's going to help him. And that's what we did. And he grew a little herb garden and he went around knocking on doors just in the labour neighbourhood. He started a little subscription product and he had all the locals, old ladies that were buying off him and he'd come home from school and go drop them off. And yeah, he did quite well out of it. And then we had other people asking us like, how do we do that with our kids as well? And I had a couple other businesses and then one thing led to another and all of a sudden I'm on stage talking about how to help kids start businesses and it just grew from there. And from there, we were doing in Australia back prior to COVID, we were doing events a couple of times a year and we'd have 800 people in the room, most capital cities of Australia. Just prior to COVID, we actually did a couple of events in the UK. So we did one in London, one in Lourdes. And then another one up in Manchester. And same thing, we had about eight, 900 people there. And we've done that for consecutively. We were doing that for, I don't know, seven or eight years or something. So literally thousands and thousands of kids we've been able to help start successful businesses. And usually in their first month, they'll we have a way of just getting them to make sales like straight away. And because kids are from that instant gratification generation, literally been able to empower thousands of kids to get out there and start successful businesses, which has been amazing. We took a year or two over COVID because we couldn't do the live events and stuff like that. So we were doing it online and then we've just like re it back out to the market again this year. Yeah, which is fun.
0: I love it. Now, tell me, what is one success story from that that one of the children has had that really stands out for you?
1: Oh, man, there's so, there's literally so many. So, I'll probably do two or three real quick. So, one is Josh. He started a business called Seagull Milk. He just started doing surf photography and stuff like that to get started. And, uh, and then he's, like, hey, I want to launch like a non slip sunscreen. He said, I have this idea. I'm going to call it Seagull Milk. So, we helped him crowdfund the idea, get his first order in get it out to the market and no no capital or anything like he pre-sold everything. I think he's in over 54 stores now and he's looking at doing, going international over to the US. But what's really cool is a couple of years into it and he's basically left school and stepped straight into a very successful business where he's been able to hire his mom. His mom works for him now and he's got this amazing business that he's able to run and help stop cancer and basically get people out surfing and not slipping off their boards and it's all organic and vegan all sorts of stuff so that's one cool example another one would be Kai from Kaiko Fidgets he was a kid who suffered from some learning difficulties and had to have a sensory fidget in school so he created these ones out of chains and stuff and ended up creating his thing he's him and his dad were making them in the garage now he's got a whole bunch of stuff that do it it's like this big massive thing and they'll do over well over a million dollars this year in selling sensory fidgets a couple of years in and he's not even 16 I could just do this all day long (laughs) another example would be ned so he wanted to save the environment get rid of plastic so he started selling bamboo toothbrushes and did really well at that is in aged care he's selling it wholesale doing really well taking hundred thousand dollar orders selling sustainable products and doing that which is amazing he's actually just launched a book i mean he's probably like 16 or something so there's just a few examples off the top of my head there's more but
0: i'm sure yeah now tell me what are some of the challenges when working with kids and starting a business.
1: Man, honestly, like I, I work with adults a lot and like I have another business called Titan Market. I think you interviewed Marcus on your show before and we help people grow and scale with marketing and businesses and we go all the way to talking to like marketing teams of corporates all the way through to some pretty serious seven-figure businesses. But the problem with working with adults is they have a whole bunch of baggage that they carry around with them. So hey, go do this. And they're like, oh, here's a thousand reasons why we shouldn't do that. When you say to kids, oh, here is the path, go do that. They just go and do it. <laughs> yeah and learning new things for them you know everything's new for kids they eat new foods all the time. Everything in schools new. They're always learning new things. So they're quite open to change and being able to do stuff. So if you've got a passionate kid who can go out there, if I had to put my money on like a 15 or 16 year old kid, who was passionate about what he was doing and wanted to get out there and make a difference with his business versus a 35 year old seasoned business owner. My money's on the 15 year old kid, right? As long as I continue that drive. Now, obviously as parents, there's a bit of support there that you'd want to put into it. To help them a little bit along the way but it's probably no different to if your kid was doing karate or soccer or basketball or insert your extracurricular activity here but probably the biggest challenge with kids i would say to get them started is they need it needs to work straight away so that's the first thing because they are not going to wait around so they are living this instant gratification generation sort of lifestyle like social media everything's fast right So the whole idea of creating a business plan, planning it out for three to six months, maybe being profitable in the first year, which is what you're going to learn at university or if you go to an MBA or something like that, get taught how to run a business by people who literally never run a business. So yeah, like they're not down for that, right? So what we do is we actually get them to start with a $20 challenge. So they start with $20 and the whole, there's no rules. The whole mission is in the first month, just make as many sales as you can, right? Now, most of the kids who start that, at the moment are doing over $1,000 in that first month. It's pretty cool. And I think the record at the moment is just over $5,000 and it keeps changing. So the cool thing there is like, even if you were down to your last $20 and let's say that you could figure out how to turn $20 into 40, 50, or even a hundred dollars, you never need to come to the bank of mom and dad, create, learn how to sell something, find a product, add value. And, and help people basically, which is what business is at the end of the day. I think that is a skill that needs to be taught to kids and it needs to work. It's a long answer, but the biggest obstacle is just getting kids to have quick wins. And we usually say, look, in the first month, pick something that you want to buy. So it might be, usually it's like a, some Lego, if they're a bit younger, it might be a new phone if they're a little bit older, or it might be a Nintendo Switch or something. It's a couple hundred dollars or something. In the first month, if you could go out there, hit it hard and buy that, would that be cool? And, and that's the motivator. And what they find is once they achieve that, then it's like, oh, now I want something bigger. And that's, I think that is such an important skill for young people to learn is that if they put the effort in and they can get a result and they buy the thing, it gives them the confidence to go out and achieve. And it doesn't really matter what the idea is in that first month. It's the skills they're learning along the way that's more important.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely phenomenal. And I think that's a good point you made about the difference between like a seasoned entrepreneur and a young person. Because I remember like for myself, when I started my first business, I didn't really know anything And I think that worked for me because I was like, all right, I'm going to go out and do this and we'll just see how it goes. And then when I started my second business, I had the failure of my first business behind me and all the hard lessons I learned. And then it's, do I really want to do this again? Do I really want to take this chance and get back out there? And like you said, when you're a kid, you just go do it and you believe in whatever you're doing and it's easy.
1: Risk isn't so big either, right? Coming into my own personal journey into entrepreneurship is like I had a quite a stable job and I had to give it up and I had to go try business in the first business, work for a while. And like I've done multiple business and things have worked and not worked. And, and it was hard unlearning a lot of the employee mindset and having to learn a business mindset. And I think that's why kids are so cool is because they can make all those business mistakes. Like they can fail at a business idea while they're still living at home and mom and dad are feeding them and they haven't got a mortgage and kids and all the responsibility of an adult. And uh, it's not the end of the universe. Oh, that idea didn't work. Let's try another one. And, uh, and I think that's another big thing too for kids is they don't have the same failure for them. It's easier for them to fail and learn the lesson and move on. And, but for, as an adult, the failure in business can really hurt.
0: Yep, absolutely. Now, let me ask you, do you find that people tend to take kids less seriously because of their age when they try to promote and sell? Or do you find that people love that there is a young person doing this, and therefore, they're more willing to support them?
1: So probably both is the answer to that. So but at different levels, for example, when kids are pitching to get their products in stores and stuff like that, and they're going up against retail buyers and they're like, hey, how do we get our product in this store? They can come up against it a bit because they're quite used to having like a seasoned business come in, right? But that would be pretty rare. But on the flip side of that, I think it's actually better. And we actually tell the kids that they have what's called a golden ticket that expires at 18. And um, what that means is, People will buy stuff off kids just because they're kids. If I say, hey, look, I'm a kid business owner and I sell this, I'd be like, yeah, man, I'll take two. If I say, hey, I'm 40 and I sell this, they're going to be like, and? you know what I mean? It's not as exciting. But where that becomes really powerful is when it comes to the media. So we teach all our kids how to go out there and get free publicity and free press and get into the media, right? And that's just so cool because the media will come and interview the kids, even if they haven't done anything remarkable, right? They'll be like, oh, kids business wants to get out there and do this. And next thing they know, they're on news, TV show or a morning show, right? Whereas me as an adult business owner, if I said, hey, I do this in business, they'd be like you and everybody else do you know what I mean? But because they're kids, it's unique and it's outstanding and it's a really good positive news piece. So the kids that have done our programs and things, they've literally been on every single TV station in Australia, every newspaper, probably, and international news as well. It's just absolutely crazy. But what that does is it does a couple of things. One, it gives kids more confidence and they're getting the validation that, hey, you know, I'm at, this is actually cool and adults are recognizing me. But what's even more important than that is if you set it up well, like they have got a website that you can send people to and they mention it in their news article. We've had kids do thousands of dollars within an hour of being on the news. Millions of people are watching that. So it just sends hundreds of thousands of people to people's websites. We've had websites break, all sorts of crazy stuff when kids are on the news. And uh, yeah, they make literally thousands of dollars overnight, which is really fun, no matter what business it is that they're doing. So when you're a young person, that's just probably one of the most powerful things you can do to market your business, let alone the branding and the recognition and everything that comes with free press. But traffic that it drives is absolutely insane.
0: Amazing. Now, I know you mentioned that for all of us, things shifted with the whole COVID thing. But now that we have that mostly behind us, what would you say your biggest financial roadblock in the business is right now? In youth in business itself? Yes, correct.
1: So my wife and I do that together. It's very much a passion project for
0: us. The youth in business stuff for us is,
1: yeah, it makes a little bit of money, but we try and invest most of that back into the program and the resources and stuff. But we want to get that out to just as many people as we can. And I guess probably it's not so much a financial roadblock. It is at the end of the day because it was really cool. We just have us everywhere we possibly could. But yeah, probably just getting it out there to as many people as we can. There's 7 billion people on the planet. And I think the financial roadblock is just how do we get it out to all of those people? Even if people aren't interested, that's cool. Business isn't your thing, that's great. But I think a lot of kids just aren't given the opportunity for it to be a thing. A lot of kids just don't know that, hey, you can actually start a business before you finish high school and you probably can earn more than most adults part-time without having to flip burgers or do rubbish jobs. We've actually changed the way that we're getting out now. So we were like really quite localized to Australia. We're planning a big US launch later in the year as well. We're already in the UK so that's probably one of our big things is how do we impact more people? So that's why I do yeah. podcasts.
0: Gotcha. So. Amazing. Glad to have you on and happy that we can help spread that message out there. Now, tell me for yourself personally, because we do talk a lot about financial freedom on the show, when you are at the point where you don't have to show up in your business anymore if you don't want to, and you have all the money you could ever need, what will you do with your time when you're financially free? Yeah, I already know the answer to this. So when this is actually where youth in
1: business started, what had happened is when I was working, I was actually an instrument technician and electrician and I ended up doing some consulting and stuff as well. But before I left my job, I had a really good job. I was working like six days a fortnight and I was earning like 150 grand a year, like 30 minutes from home. It's probably like most people would think that's an ideal job. But the problem was I was still, I was like trapped in those golden handcuffs. Like I still didn't like doing it, even though I was quite good at it. And I stayed too long. Like I stayed probably three, or four years too long because I wanted to make sure everything was secure and I had little kids. I probably had two, three kids under 10 or something. And I was like, I can't, not, I can't not have this fail. And uh, looking back on it, I wish I was just like, nah, I'm out of here. I'll just go figure it out. But. When, you, when you're in the employee like, mindset and grind, like that is too big a risk to take. There's always that doubt lurking in the back of your mind. And I wish I just had the, the dare I say, the balls to just go out there and do it. So for me, what we did is we actually got into property in a big way. We started doing like renovations and small little developments and stuff like that. And then that started to work quite well. Then my brother, he was like, hey, let's buy online businesses. We did some training on it. And I think in the first year, we bought over 30 online businesses or something. I very quickly had to learn how that all worked. Did pretty well out of it. Then my brother was like, Hey man, I just want to sell everything up and cash out and go traveling for a couple of years. It took us like two or three years of grind to get it going quite well. Then we had to sell everything out and I was like devastated. But at that point I was pretty financially like set. I was like, Oh, literally what do I do now? And that's when my son started his business. I was like, Oh, I want to teach him the skills that I didn't have. And that's where youth in business started. And so that's, where I like to spend my time on that. And then other than that, I like to create businesses around things that I'm interested in and work in them. So one is I really like marketing because when I was in investing, what I'd learned is that the money that you spend in marketing has the highest return of anything that you'll do. For example, if you spend $1 in ads and you can turn it into $3 that week, that's like a 300 times return. You will not get that anywhere else. And business is the vehicle for me that I've been able to grow quite well. I really like advertising. And then it was all about Facebook and then Facebook sucked. And then it was like, okay, what do we do next? And it was Google and now we're into YouTube. And so I enjoy that, that is fun. And I like watching other businesses grow that are the world's best kept secret. So for me, that's fun. And I do that with like my best friend, Marcus and we help a whole bunch of people. So for me. I could get up and do that all day long. The other business I run, Youth in Business, is with my wife, and we run that together and try and help as many kids as possible. Or I coach my kids' basketball teams, for example. Like my time is my own. If I want to have the weekend off, have every weekend off. But if I want to have a Wednesday off, because I want to, I can. If I want to go on a ski trip with my kids, I can. So then it's more about lifestyle design. But you got to go through that process before you get there. And yeah, anyway, so I hope that answers your question. Ben, do you ever sleep? I actually don't like sleep. Okay. I'm with <laughs> um, you there. But I'm getting better at it. But the thing is too, that all sounds really romantic when you say it in a sentence, but or like really quickly in a couple of minute blur, but that literally took 10 years of grind and drama and a lot of obstacles to get through to get to that point, right? Like that didn't just happen. Over, like it's this whole, I want to work a four hour work week. Yeah. But that wasn't built in four hours. A four hour work week is built over a long time. Yeah. So that's probably over like a decade Yep, definitely. I'm getting better at sleeping.
0: Now tell me for youth in business, what is one really big initiative you'd like to get accomplished in 2023? Big initiative, like we're just trying some different
1: marketing strategies out for it at the moment. We're looking at getting more into probably getting it back into the media and stuff, which we'll do, but we're really keen on a US launch. So we're looking at everything lining up for that in the next couple of months. And if we can, it'll really depend on how that goes and how much money we can throw down to marketing and all of that. But realistically, we'd want to impact or create at least least 10,000 to 100,000 kids businesses this year is the goal that we're looking at. And I know that there's a big gap between 10 and 100, but looking at a in the first couple of months, we've done pretty well. We're well on track to that. And that's just within Australia. So if we could launch into the US and get back into the UK, then yeah, that's going to be fantastic too. That's where I want it to go. That's my next battle plan.
0: That's absolutely amazing. And Ben, it's been a real pleasure having you on. It's been a joy to talk about all this. Now, for people who want to learn more about you or youth in business, where can they go?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you can connect with me on LinkedIn if you like, that's probably the best place I'm most responsive. If you type in Ben Jones and either YouTube ads or youth in business, I'll pop up because there's a lot of Ben Joneses out there. However, if you just wanted to, if you just wanted to connect with youth in business, we run some free live training. We give it, we literally give away 101 great ideas to get started. So you can just go to our website, literally either just Google youth in business or YouthinBusiness.com and all the stuff there will be ready to go. And if you know of anyone, or you want some, open some kids to a bright, future in business, Yeah, check out the site. We've got heaps of case studies and stories of other kids doing it that you'll be able to watch and check out as well.
0: Ben, thanks for coming on to the podcast and delivering all of this value to me and the audience. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. I know it's a little bit late where you are. Cool. No, thank, and thank you everyone for listening and I appreciate your attention
1: and time and you are listening to this. I wish you the best in your day. Awesome.
0: And to anybody who is listening right now, if you did enjoy this episode, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet. And if you can leave us one of those five-star reviews, that really helps a lot and we really appreciate it. And if you are a six-figure-plus entrepreneur like our amazing guest, Ben, and would like to come on the podcast, we'd love to feature you and your business. To do that, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com and apply. All right, thanks again. Ben, thanks so much. Everybody else, we'll see you later. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers